I ended up writing the tap off my back. We read. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 17 of Blethered. I'm Sean McDonald. Thanks for downloading and for listening. This episode is something different. It's a new concept that I want to add to the show and it's very simple. It's me sitting down with people, people that I like, people that I know, people that I don't know and discussing some topics, that's it. This episode is with one of my closest, dearest pals. Love this guy with all my heart. The brilliant actor and comedian Darren Connell. It was fantastic to just sit down with him, drink tea and talk about these things and we get a right good laugh. So I chose two things for us to talk about. They were basically statements. The first one was, exercise and diet have a major impact on your mental well-being. Discuss. And the second one was, giving up booze, even just for a wee while, is good for your mental health. Discuss. That's it. We just sat and talked about these things. We both admitted some things, we gave our opinions... We bounced ideas off each other and we just had a right good laugh. This is something I'll be doing a lot, in addition to the usual sort of interviews and the usual patter. Um, as usual, if you like the pod... Fuck me. As usual, if you like the podcast, pass it on to somebody else who might enjoy it. It actually really helps. Anyway, we'll just get to it, so I hope you enjoy it. Cheers. Hello and welcome. So this is, as I've explained in the intro, a wee bit of a different podcast that I'll be doing. Just basically coming up with topics or questions, stating them and then literally just discussing them about whatever comes to mind and whatever we're thinking. So as I also explained in the intro, I'm joined by good pal Darren Connell. Darren, how are you, friend? Cheers mate, thanks for having us back. The people have spoken, the constant main. emails, text messages, get my damn back on the podcast, John. I've buckled. First time I've done it was for a favour, you know what I mean, I felt so. A nice. sexual favour. <laughs> One I was glad to take from you actually. Aye <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, thanks for having us on again. It's, it's got to be a laugh isn't it? It's, yeah. that is, the whole purpose of this is to talk... To, to be in people's ears Talking to you Aye. How creepy is that? It's creepy Let's just get started right So here's the first one that we've kind of agreed on And listener Whoever you may be Gran, how are you getting on? You alright? <laughs> Exercise and diet Have a major impact on your mental well-being Discuss What do you think? Obviously things get said that are so be. I mean, that's you take that as common knowledge, but Aye. people don't do it. Mm-hmm. Me, for example, uh, I had an injured back there for about three months. Please tell the people how you injured your back. Did I tell you? Aye, and you're looking at me as if why are you fucking making me to talk about that, but it's. <laughs> <laughs> I took a shortcut up my street and I climbed there a fence. And I landed awkwardly and my back went... The fence is about three and a half foot high. <laughs> I, I saw it as I came in. 
<laughs> you just lying there like you know how when a turtle lands at its back and it needs somebody else to help it up or like a cow lands at its back <laughs> I didn't even fodder I just landed on my feet and as soon as I landed I done that oh fuck so, something's not right here and stood there on the spot for about 30 minutes before my old neighbour uh, walked me in the street <laughs> but obviously when something like that happens I stopped training and I just started eating all sorts of shit. My diet's never really been perfect anyway, but it was a proper binge. Mm. But my back's better now. I've been, I've had to go to the cryo chamber and sports massages, and I'd say I've been training properly for about three weeks now. I've not had sugar in six days, and I felt it today and last night. It's like almost a euphoric high, mm-hmm. a happiness. And thinking, if I just eat healthy and train three times a week, this is, is amazing. I'm sleeping better, my mood's better, my skin's better, and I'm just like, why Why do I keep doing this? Do you know what I mean? Why like I, like yo-yoing back yeah. and forward, up and down. Why do I keep making it complicated? Because it really is so simple. I said to somebody yesterday that, because somebody was asking me about um, nutrition and what I'd be eating to keep body fat low build lean muscle and whatever and, and we kind of talked about it and I said it's really simple it isn't easy because uh-huh. it's quite it is actually easy to fall off it but it is a very simple formula and much like you and I have spoken before about the link between boozing often and like going out and taking drugs on a casual basis and the link to poor mental health we all know it, but sometimes we don't often say it. And I feel like the the link between exercise and good diet is something that we're aware of, but maybe it isn't explicitly stated. Therefore, it doesn't always cross your mind or it's not in the forefront of your mind. But the reality is, what I've found, because we're obviously talking about our experiences, what I've found is that in the times when... I suppose it would actually be more appropriate for me to give an example of when not, because I'm always in the gym, mm-hmm. and have been for years. But if I, like, so recently, see about a month ago, I kind of just couldn't be asked, so I wasn't really going. I was maybe going like twice a week, and I just needed a break for it, I think it became a bit much. And in that time, I found that my mood really dipped. Yeah, I wasn't sleeping as well, and I think my body's probably used to all sorts of dopamine and endorphins and all that. So maybe I felt it a bit more yeah. th- th- than maybe I would in any other sort of circumstance, but I really felt it. I, last month I had a terrible month. Uh-huh. I, I was a wee bit... I don't even mind talking about this, actually, I, I'm admitting it, but I was a bit like, fuck, 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 like shit. Like, I thought my mind was unravelling. I felt like my mind was hazy. You see, yeah. when I came out of the gym, mind is totally still. I feel like I've been meditating, I'm not thinking about it. Because obviously you're, you're breathless, you're out of breath, you're working, you're thinking about your, your workout and all that. And I found in that month, I was eating terribly. Part of me enjoyed it, because like, I don't often pure smash chippies and Chinese and McDonald's and KFC and all that all the time, but yeah. I, I was. I think I just I had a wee blowout, but I felt terrible. And my mind felt like it was hazy. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really think straight. And... Uh, don't know where I'm kind of going with this now. I kind of talked myself into a bit of a corner. But I think the point I'm making is, yes, I believe that consistent exercise and not a perfect diet, but eating good foods 
food that actually fuel your performance, that help you recover, that give you proper energy, including them in your diet, it, it works absolute wonders. What's like you've you've tried sort of different diets at times, you've had your vegan stuff. What's yeah. that stuff? Is it kimchi? Kimchi. What is that? It's fermented cabbage that's right. made in Asia. Uh, I'm not too sure how they make it, but it's, it's kept in a barrel for months and then it will ferment. Oh, right. It's actually delicious. Is it? Right? Even if my diet was terrible, I'd still eat it because mm-hmm. it's, so, it's so tasty. But it's full of probiotics and it's good for your gut health. Uh-huh. Now, I've heard this through friends who are nutritionists and fitness coaches and I've also heard uh, Joe Rogan talking about it on his podcast so it's one of those things that's always kind of popped up and I thought oh you kind of learning because I've never ate healthy ever mm. even when I was skinny even though that's not healthy but I've been skinny I've done boxing training uh-huh. I've been fit I've been 32 in a waist I've, I've done that I'm going to get to that weight and I've done it but I've never had a good diet do you feel that you just said yeah I'm going to get to that weight do you see that as a target that you will work towards and you will adjust your diet and exercise accordingly and then when you get to it do you go alright I've done that and then can I fuck it off aye maybe no deliberately uh-huh. probably subconsciously mm. but I'm looking through my whole life and that's what happens I've, I've, I've got myself done I've went for like see the amount of times I've went for 20 stone to 12 and a half stone mate since I've been 17 it's probably really unhealthy mm. but now I think I've made the change I think I've read somewhere that you've got two brains the brain in your head and the brain in your stomach mm-hmm. so that triggered something in me you are what you eat I've heard that before so many people have said that to me but I don't remember eating an absolute talk shagger <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for saying that sorry Jen <laughs> Uh, I lost my place. Sorry, sorry, you were saying you are, you are what you eat and it, it, it's I was trying to coffee. think of something funny, I know, but I'm not a shagger, so. <laughs> um, aye, you are what you eat, so I kind of looked into that and it's saying that your gut's a second brain. So I'm like, obviously, I've had depression and uh-huh. stress and all that in my life. So yeah. I'm like, if I put good food in my body, that might help my mental health. So kimchi was on the list, sauerkraut, fermented foods. Um, I'm still vegan. I've been vegan this year mm. since January. How is that? What what type of difference did you note in yourself? Instantly, I felt happier eating vegan. Uh, obviously, I was looking into things like factory farming and stuff, and factory farming is disgusting, That's right? Brutal, it? It's disgusting. Even if you took the how you treat animals out it the actual process of it is disgusting mm-hmm. from meat to the supermarket quality of meat what they're putting in meat pumping it full of steroids and stuff it's actually disgusting mm-hmm. but what disturbed me was obviously how they were treating the animals mm. so I thought I was a veggie for two years before and I'll be honest it was a weight loss kind of thing because when I was a veggie, I lost a couple of stone. And I was like, oh, I'll go back to being a veggie. But then I looked into the vegan stuff and I thought I'd up, up it a wee bit. Uh, I 
definitely feel an improvement. I've lost weight. I think I've dropped a couple of sizes, but in my head, I'm like, is this just an, another wee obsession? Is this how long is this going to last before I'm eating Donna kebab pizzas at the bus stop, crying right. in the rain? <laughs> I, I'm aware that I'm more a bit mental with that. And I'll do fasting and I'll take diet pills, and so I'm in the back of my head. I'm like, how long is this going to last? But my diet has been amazing. I'm eating kimchi every day, sauerkraut every day, and I do feel a, an improvement. Mm-hmm. Now, with the vegan stuff, there wasn't a lot of options, so I was kind of going towards fizzy juice and chocolate and crisps. Something that I've never really done, even when I was big. Mm-hmm. So I've became aware of that, and for the last week I've had none of that stuff. I need to realise that... I, I can't do cheat meals. I can't treat myself. I'm not dug. See if somebody says, see if there's a multi pack or something. I'm eating the full multi pack. Mate, I'm the same. Aye. See if I'm eating, I'm tanning the lot. Aye. I've got that that inclination, so you're you're definitely not alone. Aye. But see, having that all or nothing. Aye. See, soon, seeing Sunday night, a light bulb moment happened, and I don't know, I can't eat that. So I've not had sugar or anything in five days, and I feel unbelievable. Do you, do you track your calories? It's something I've never really done. I'm right. trying to be aware and self-conscious because I don't want to become obsessed with it, but I know that I should be doing that. So, see, tracking your calories something that I do every day. And to anybody, for any fitness goal, I would say that's what you need to be doing. Because I could eat nothing but broccoli, right? But if I eat enough of it, in which I'm going over my BMR, which is your base base on maintenance rate, basically the amount of calories you need to stay the same. Aye. If I go over that eating broccoli, I will put on weight. So it's a case of calories. So yeah. as much as certain new, certain um, components of food, whether it's really high in like saturated fat and that kind of thing, aye, that comes into it. But ultimately, the bottom line is calories. Yeah. Now it takes a minute. So in the morning. I will have an egg white omelette, four eggs and one yolk, and I'll put that into um, I'll put that into my fitness pal, and it'll tell me straight away how many calories I've had, how many I've got left for the day, because I've set up like my calorie target for each day. It'll tell me how much protein, carbs, fat, vitamins, and so on. And as you go through the day, so let's just say for lunch I have like a. a a tuna, I'll make like tuna with spicy mayo and a wrap and sweet potato chips. Yeah. It takes a minute to look at it. And then I'll be looking and I'll be like, right, I've had 600 calories a day. I've got like another 1,600 to go. But if you then decide, like, I want to cut back and I want to basically increase fat loss while maintaining uh, lean muscle mass, you'll increase your protein your protein intake and you're able to measure what you've had for the day so you know you're having your protein goals what you need to be getting but you're also nogging over your calories so let's say I bring it down to I'm consuming 1800 calories a day I'm getting there now the science is body fat is then going to just come down it's just the science because you're obviously your calories are up you can track your steps and whatever you obviously know if you're doing certain workouts and that I mean it's up to you whatever you're doing but if, if that was a goal, I think we spoke about this kind of before, but maybe over text, so it's quite hard to get it across. I, I, I would I would be doing that, and essentially, and I would not advocate this and advise this to anybody. 
Essentially, you could eat nothing but a chippy in McDonald's every day. Yeah. But if you're tracking the calories and you're below your BMR, you're going to lose weight. It's not going to be good for you because there's not many nutrients in it and all that. But it's definitely something I would think of me. But I would say we're, we're kind of in agreement at the point that an increase or even just an inclusion of exercise and good foods, not a, per- not a perfect diet. You can still ha- eat really well and enjoy the things you want to have and actually you need to because what will end up happening is if you deprive yourself of these wee treats that you like you'll just binge on them at the end yeah. of the week but if you have them steady throughout the day you're satisfying that we urge you know you're still enjoying it but you're still eating good foods yeah um, how do you feel talk to me about how you feel like, open up tell me you can look into my eyes come on sit in my knee tell me <laughs> how do you feel really when let's say you've you've gone a few weeks and you've not really been very active for whatever reason what, what does your mind look like or feel like because I think people can, will be able to relate to that yeah I'd say depressed honestly depressed I've been back circuit training there's a wee club that I go to it's twice a week and they force me to break a sweat see when I go to the gym I coast it I don't really work out when I'm in the gym mm. see when I go to this club the sweat's dripping off my chin and I'm like, I've not experienced this for about two years. See all this stress and anxiety about work and being self-employed and thinking I can, I don't even know, just lying to myself really. Mm-hmm. Just saying, oh, I'll lose weight, I'll do this eventually, I'll do that eventually. But see until you actually do something like that, you're mm-hmm. like, this is what I've been missing. But, you know, when I'm, when I'm not, even when I coast through the gym, and it's, I'm not doing it properly. Mm-hmm. It still improves my mood. Aye. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. I'm, I'm going. I'm going to the gym. If a personal trainer did that here, you're not doing that properly. I'm still going to the gym and doing twenty minutes on a treadmill, yeah. ten minutes on a cross trainer. I'm going in for a wee swim, a sauna, and a steam room. It's not the best in the world. I'm not working to my. Aye. I'm not working to my full capacity, mm-hmm. but it's still improving my mood. It's making me improve my diet decisions mm-hmm. but it's not until I actually step out my comfort zone and think alright this is unbelievable this is a game changer what I find in terms of we, we exercise in the gym and stuff is that there's obviously the scientific biological reaction or physiological and the reaction that you have in your brain with the release of endorphins and your dopamine is pure sky high and all that mm-hmm. but there is also and that's a physical aspect which, which gives you that measurable difference in your brain and your mood and how you feel physically but there's also two other components that I find there's the self-esteem part when I'm at the gym and you, you know you you can see the difference in yourself yeah. and it gives you it boosts you it spurs you on to work harder to be being more to increase to increase my workload my volume to increase my reps or my sets or whatever it might be and that has like a knock-on effect of like a, a sort of success loop but there's also, and I talk about this all the time, it's like a meditative exercise because I'm struggling to breathe. Yeah. I'm on my eighth rep. I'm trying to get to ten, or if I'm doing twelve, depending on what I'm doing. All I'm thinking about is counting or getting that out, and it completely silences my mind. Like, I can go in to the gym thinking about a million things, but once the music's in, I'm doing these things, I come out, and I'm just completely still, and it's a stillness that I don't get yeah. see anywhere else. And it's not in an unhealthy way, but it's partly why 
I wouldn't say obsessive because that's probably a neg- negative connotation. But in terms of going into the gym and doing my workouts, I'm committed to it and dedicated to it. It's six days a week, five. Mm-hmm. Never really drop below five days because I like the physical difference, but mentally what it brings to me is just this stillness that I can't get anywhere else. So I, I would recommend that beyond belief. And I know Andy Graydon, uh, personal trainer as well, AG Fitness, I think it is. If anybody wants to check out his gym, is a big advocate of that as well. And the difference that it makes. He was talking about it recently and he was saying it's not a cure for any mental ailments or any stresses. Like you said about sort of worrying over and over this wee, like what do you call it, like an echo chamber of worry yeah. sometimes. And he was saying it doesn't solve it, but it certainly helps. Yeah. If you're having a shitty time, go for it. Like put a podcast in and go for a long walk. Yes. Put this podcast in and go for a long walk. Do whatever <laughs> you need to do. Listen to me, listen to somebody else. But you just zone out, don't you? Ah, get, get your heart rate up. It's, it's so simple as well because, I mean, I look at my life as well from when I've been 14 until I'm 31 and you know what? My life has improved. My, my attitude towards exercise and diet has been unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people that don't know that genuinely don't know that putting a set of headphones and going out for a walk will help your mental health. Right. No, I don't mean that in a condescending way. It's just a fact. Mm-hmm. Nah, you're right. And you know what? I understand that. Because I remember being... I remember going to the gym when I was 16 and then going on a treadmill and then eating a chippy after the gym. Because right. I thought, oh, I can do that because I'm in the gym. But I'm only on the fucking treadmill for 15 minutes. You, you've lost 40 calories, Aye. but then you've took in about 600. Aye. And it's it's like giving me a green light to binge, so. I I think sometimes people see it as buying calories. Yep. Where they're like, oh, I've done this, so therefore I can afford that. Aye. Because uh, you've trained me a few times. I remember one time you trained me when I was, I think I was 15 and a half stone at the time. That was to, uh, summer of 2013. Wow, and, man. And remember we went every day. Aye, mate. And I do believe you lost a hell of a lot of weight. Yep. Remember I burst out greeting on the treadmill? Aye, because I had you, I had you doing uh, <laughs> high intensity interval training sprints. Yep. And the sweat was pouring. <laughs> I would like to add though that I was mind, I never gave you anything that I knew you were only capable Aye. of. Because a lot of people say, that's like if I was to say, come to the gym with me and give you like my full 90 minute workout. Like, if you're starting it, not zero, but if you're starting at a point a wee bit further back, that would just be stupid. But I did... I remember, and we basically just had a simple split. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we did a three-day split. The way I work out there now, we did a three-day split, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we repeated it Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Aye. And it was just a simple chest and triceps and a bit of sprinting after. Aye. Then on the Tuesday, it would have been like back and biceps, Wednesday, shoulders, legs, and more interval work, either on the road. We used the road machine, Aye. and we used the, the treadmill as well. Um, I remember that, aye, the, the, the tears. And then we got the road and make like green smoothies. Green smoothies and chicken and broccoli. I said, like, chicken and broccoli and a green smoothie. And I said, the green smoothie tasted like a baby's nappy. And you asked me how I knew what a baby's nappy <laughs> tasted like. <laughs> but I, I remember being 15 and a half stone, and I think I went down to about maybe just under 14. It was um, a quite a short space of time. Aye, it was pretty rapid. The diet was on top. Uh, I can remember we we were in the pub that night and all, 
I was with that mad bird. Oh, in fact, we can cut that out. Maybe. Right. Oh, when you did uh, in that burger place in Sucky Hall Street, was it? What, what, what am I thinking about when you did a show? Because that week, one, during that period, I came to see you doing stand up. No, we were actually in for a drink. See the pub that was beside uh, Central, and you went in with your ex, and I was with a mad bird for the first date, and she was a pure prick. Remember? Oh wait, this is regular bill. <laughs> Remember I introduced you? I was like, oh, this is such and such. She blanked you. She blanked What was that all about? What was her problem? Fuck knows, mate, but I was in a dark place. She had a boob job and stuff, and I thought I was a ticket because I was 13 stone, 12 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so not quite 14. <laughs> I, I remember that, aye. I do remember that. She totally blanked us. Remember, I who's this ticket? Aye. But that was. No, I don't talk about your mum that way. <laughs> oh, mate. But I, I always. I was aware that my mental attitude towards food was still rang then. Because uh-huh. when I done that with you, I phoned you one night and you were like, What are you up to? And I was like, oh, I was just having a couple of beers and I think I had a pizza. And you're like, What are you doing that for? And I was like, Because I've been doing good. And you're like, but you've been doing so well and then you're just poisoning your body. And I was like, oh, fuck up, man. <laughs> and the bus stop. <laughs> but, but recently I'm like, do you know what? I'm not a dog. You don't Aye. need to treat yourself. Aye. Like, I don't need to eat junk food. Aye. I don't need to eat chocolate. It's you're, a, eating, you're eating shit that you don't need. I think it's about changing that association that you have with food, as you say, and seeing it as a reward. Aye. Like, it's good. I mean, nobody loves... Get like junk food more than me, honestly. But it's it's knowing that this doesn't serve me. Yeah. And all it's doing really is hurting me and setting me back. Because I remember that time with the pizza and the beer and you were like, ah, oh, we did well, so I just thought I'd go out and celebrate it. And I was like, we don't exercise to accommodate you having all sorts of shit in your diet. Aye. You know, you exercise because it's good for you. It'll likely help you live longer. You'll feel better. You'll look better. Um Everything around will be good. I, 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 I sometimes do that as well, though. Where I'll get to a Sunday and I'll be like, I've eaten absolutely perfect this week, so I'm going to go and tan 9,000 calories. People think your calories are just one day, mm-hmm. and then, like, say it gets to midnight and your body resets and goes, right, we'll forget about that for that day. Actually, it's over the course of the week. That's why people will be like, say, Monday to Friday, eating absolutely perfectly, but then Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday comes and they consume about nine or 10,000 calories over what they were, they sh- kind of should be getting in, yeah. and then they can't kind of work out why they're, they're not losing weight as quickly as they'd like to, or you know why they're not reaching their, their, their fitness goals. Um, so there is like a physical sense to that, and also the, the, the mental sense, and that kind of takes me then on to the next subject. And we've spoken about this before. I've, I've got a weird, not a weird um, thing, but it, my, the way I respond to drinking or to boozing like the next day fluctuates quite wildly and it's really a lot more extreme than it used to be so to kind of paint the picture I love a night out I absolutely love a night out I love vodka I love beer I love red wine I love cider I, like I love the lot what's your favourite drink? Oh, well I tend to gravitate towards vodka soda and then like a wee drop of black cunt oh aye calories, you know, I hardly eat in it, and I know that sounds really vain and stuff. Uh, uh, like people might be like, oh, but 
if I'm in the gym all the time and I'm like, why do I want to then go and be smashing like 8,000 calories on good beer? On, good on you, man. And I, feel, I, I actually feel, see the next day when I drink just that, mm-hmm. the hangover is not as bad because you're pure hydrated because you're drinking loads of soda water. Aye. You're drinking loads of water. Now people say like, have a water in between every drink. What if I have water with every drink? I, yeah. I find that I feel a bit better. Aye. But so so when I'm out and especially I get caught right up in the buzz, I'm the happiest guy ever with a drink in me. So I'm flinging drink down my neck because I'm just having a great time. But then what happens is because I'm that guy who I, I like getting steaming. Actually, right, it's not even that I like drinking, right? Because I never ever ever drink in the house. Yeah, I've probably drank in my house two or three times in my life. I'm Aye. 28. It just never ever happens. I don't drink when I eat, like with dinner. I just, I'm, so I'm not so much that I'm into the boozing, but I'm into the party side. Aye. And they go hand in hand, obviously, and you get swept away with it. But see, the next day, I've found it, honestly, sometimes I feel I have pure suicidal thoughts. Yeah. No suicidal tendencies, because I've never done it. But there's a voice in my head going, like, off, kill yourself, do yourself in. It's, it's a bit scary. It's weird. Well, do you think that, do you think that's a genuine chemical reaction I mean I'm not an expert right so uh, I don't know see to be honest I don't know but I just I wake up right and I've got to f- see this shite I thought when I'm drunk Aye. And, and maybe people people are be able to re- relate to this the shite that comes out of my mouth when I have been drinking makes me want to go for a swim in the Clyde with two, <laughs> with two bricks in my pocket I'm like I can't really there's things I've said like four years ago that I still haunt me to Aye. this day right and that probably plays in my mind. I probably have that anxiety. And I have just that general fear that comes. And like I get the fear really bad. And the fear is up there with the, the worst things ever. So I think that's why. And I don't know if it's being a guy. That maybe it's like a pressure release valve. Where your brain, when it's under extreme stress, goes, Listen, you could always kill yourself. That is a way out. And then... You kind of your brain goes like, "Aye, that's true." So no matter how backed into a corner I feel, I'll kind of be like, "But I'm," st- I don't know if it gives me some sort of control back, and it's maybe some subconscious defense mechanism or whatever, some primitive season control, and and then we have that control, you feel a bit better. But overall. Sometimes I wake up and I feel great and I'm like, I've had that pure let off and I don't know why that's happened. Yeah. Maybe I just don't remember the shit I was talking to people. Like, I was doing, I was out all day, uh, like two weeks ago when it was sunny, and I was doing one-handed press-ups in the loft in Ashton Lane. <laughs> right, right. I never knew about that, right? I don't remember it. Until, Did you have your tap off? No, I bet. My mum said, my mum was there, right, with her pals, because <laughs> there was loads of us and we all kind of ended up going together. And she said, like, a guy was walking past me just that fucking prick like, which I don't blame him for right but I think basically somebody said to me can you do a one handed press up and I was like aye, aye. so I did it but anyway see once I was told humble it, bragging oh mate but see, see once I was told it I wanted to die I was like why the fuck have I done that aye and I suppose maybe it's that that causes it this anxiety or, or something for me but I boozing we'll go on to taking breaks for it and what it's done for me but that that's how that's how it impacts me. I mm-hmm. feel I feel terrible. And it's why I gave it up for about two months. Which is the longest I've went no drinking yeah. since I was 18. You've done amazing, mate. It's not really much, but I felt so much better. 
Well, good on you. Even the, the awareness, I'm thinking, you know what, I'm having vodka with soda water and a wee bit of cranberry. See, I never had that. Mm. See, when, like, I know athletes and football players drink all that stuff and it, it cushions the crash. Aye. But I, I'd be like, if I'm having a drink tonight, I'm having ten pints, shots, bucky. Pro- probably drinking 3,000 calories. But then one-handed press-ups, even though it's a bit cringe, you're not harming anybody, mate. You're not causing any trouble. If anything, that guy's a bit overreacting. If Aye. I seen somebody doing press-ups, I'd be like... One-handed press-ups? I, either that's funny. Do you want me to show He's you like, right now? Aye. Can Wait, I line your back? Aye. That's how you do it. So, <laughs> you have to, in order to do it, you need to, like, spread your weight by pushing your elbow out a bit. Right, one hand behind the back. This prick's doing one-handed press-ups in my kitchen. Oh, wait a minute, how's he doing? Oh, that's that. You've got some arse on you, by the way. Thanks very much. It's because of the... But it's, it's quite good, isn't it? That looks solid. Mate, yeah, I can't mate, I can't even lie down in the flare. Never mind to do a press-up. Hi. Here's what I wanted to say, right? The reason I wanted to talk about this is because... Anytime I spoke about it before, people kind of publicly but mainly privately say, oh, I've thought the same thing and I thought I was weird and whatever. Aye. So I think it's important to just talk about this to be like, here, you're not the only one that wants to absolutely do yourself in after yeah. I write it. Here's a question I want to ask. Do we drink so much because we like boozing or is it because we want to get out of our heads a wee bit because life is can be quite tough and overwhelming. And I don't mean out your head as in steaming drunk, I mean out your head as in just forget reality for a while. I think it's a mixture of both. Mm. Honestly, mate. I think we live in a society where everything is too much. Sensory overload. Aye. Diet, food, exercise, drink, drugs, smoking, everything is too much. You go to places like Paris, right? Obviously, I've never been to Paris. Mate, we can talk about Barcelona. I get first-hand experience. Barcelona, somebody can have a glass of wine and a cigarette, one cigarette, but it's not like that in Scotland. You're having people smoking 40, 50 a day, 60 a day, cheap, like a Chinese on a Friday, an Indian on a Saturday. Countries are different to us. Obviously, add depression, anxiety, stress to the equation. I think people are drinking to blackout because they're working. You're overworked, you're working Monday to Friday, it gets to the weekend, you ought to get mad with it. We live in a society where I think people don't share their emotions mm-hmm. and they don't uh, communicate. So see, when it gets to a Friday, they're like, ah, fuck it, I'm getting mad with it. See, in like two weeks, so this Christmas just passed, I was in, in Brazil, I was in Rio. Mm-hmm. So because I was going to be away for it, I had the Christmas dinner uh-huh. at my mum's because I was going to be away. And we made a right good day and night yet, and seeing the, the day of it, we kind of swapped Christmas presents and all that, seeing like the afternoon, I just felt like this hollow emptiness, right? I felt so sad, mm-hmm. like I just felt so down, right? And I felt like I could have just burst into tears, and I couldn't really say anything, because it, it, it was Christmas day, right? Aye. And everybody was all happy and all that, and the tunes were on, and we were having Christmas dinner, and I honestly could have just burst into tears, and I just felt like, and I think it was a mixture of things, right? Coming back through Barcelona was a wee bit of a shock to the system because I decided to stay here for a while. So that was probably one factor. I was hating work, like I absolutely was hating it and it was pure crushing my soul. 
and like money was good and all that, but day to day I struggled to get out of bed. Aye. I just because I, I didn't want it the day to begin. I couldn't really speak to anybody about it because I just was like, what, how, what do I say? Do I turn around and go, right, so I'm away to uh, London next week and then I'll, shortly after that I'll be off to Rio to stay in a lovely hotel and like cut about Copacabana. Um, I'm just back for Tenerife about two weeks ago. I've got X, Y and Z planned. This is happening. But I just feel really empty and really sad. And I don't think it was a like a chemical imbalance or anything like that in my brain. It was just a sort of circumstantial where I was unhappy with my circumstances. Anyway, so that's kind of painted the picture, right? So see that night, I was like, I'm going to drink until I don't feel like this. Wow. And I just totally knocked back beer after beer and I ended up absolutely blitzed. Yeah. Steaming. And I felt awful the next day. How did you feel that night? I, I really perked up because with every beer I had, it silenced that feeling. Right. It silenced that sadness. And I suppose a wee bit, of, I was, it's fear, scared of, will this feeling go away? Will life change so dramatically that I no longer am in this sort of headspace and circumstance? And I thought, well, as each drink, I perked up and the music was on and we're playing games, we're having a laugh, and then it was, the alcohol silenced that. Now that's, Something that I've had in my life that when I felt crap or I felt down or especially in Spain if I felt lonely, I would just go out and get steaming. Um, not in a pure depressive by myself way, uh-huh. like in a bar just staring into a drink. More right, I'll drink and it'll pick me up and I'll get a buzz and you know I'll get a go laugh. Meet people, meet my uh-huh. meet my pals, meet new people. Being a rooftop somewhere if it was in Spain or going a night out in whatever other city if I was in. And I, I've noticed that in myself. And and it can be a good thing, because sometimes you're like, look, do you know what, I want to just switch off and, and have a laugh and a drink and all that. But other times I have learned that if you're feeling that way, don't go and mix in a pure depressant, because that's just going to really send you haywire. Maybe not that night, yeah. but in the days that follow. Yeah. I've never told anybody that, that I felt that way. Well, I appreciate you sharing with me, mate. I feel a bit weird about it, saying it. But uh, other people come on and see how they feel, and I just kind of sit there and nod my head and all that, but I, 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 we all get it. Honesty is the kind of... I'm, I'm about self-improvement in life, so to self-improve my life, I'll be honest. I want to find out how to fix problems. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you sharing that, because you're aware. Mm-hmm. It's showing awareness, and... If you're scared, who gives a fuck what anybody thinks anyway, mate? No, I know. Who cares? It just shows you that everybody feels the same. I feel like, I, 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 everybody feels the same. I feel like it's up to me to say that because, not up to me to say that as if I will either resolve anything or thing, mate, but there's like, and I'm not saying it by any means that anybody thinks I've got the pure perfect life because I absolutely I don't and I don't think it comes across but some people people could look at that a good looking guy that lives in Spain goes to the gym all the time eats healthy has a good job nice girlfriend oh he must be buzzing Right. but then they could look at me oh he's a stand up comedian that's on a TV show why why would he feel fucking like it happens it kind of shows you for you to me to anybody it doesn't matter who you are Life is quite, life is a bit 
I think, well, I suppose we're getting deep into it. I think life is quite scary in the sense that you maybe, and I, I, I don't, if anybody ever does this, sometimes I look forward six months and I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to get from here to where I want to be? Aye. But really, actually, to get from here to point B, often it's actually we incremental things that happen day over day and by time you just happen to get there. If anybody does look always far ahead and worry about the future, I suggest you read Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now, and oh, uh, that'll 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 change that'll change your life. That changed aye. my life. It changed my life, and it just changed an incremental part of it mm-hmm. in the way that I don't worry about the past, what's happened because it's done. It doesn't exist. Aye. I don't think about the future because the future will never exist because all that is here today. Because the future you think of when you get to that future point that is today it's wow. the only thing that can uh, so if you focus on today all that you can control in this day let's just say you can't pay your I don't know you can't pay your phone bill aye and you're worrying in about two weeks about your phone getting switched off aye two weeks isn't here yet mm-hmm. focus on today don't worry about the thought of oh, I might get my phone cut aye. off it's the only example I could come up with I can't do that mate I cannot See when people see ifs, buts, and maybes. Mm-hmm. I cannot do it. Uh, it makes me unwell. Um, oh, I say. I think anybody because you're living in this worst case scenario uh, place. You're in this place that's not mm-hmm. arrived. I would say, like, if you think about all the things that's ever kept you awake at night and made you ill, has the, have they ever actually come to fruition? Never. You always get a solution. Mm-hmm. See, unless it's killed you. Or it's seriously, and I'm not saying that, that it doesn't happen to people, but unless it's killed you, or unless that thing has actually happened that you thought was the worst case scenario, see if it hasn't actually happened, don't fucking sweat it, mate, it's honestly. True. And I'm talking to you, whoever you are listening, don't okay. sweat it. Can I tell you a funny story about that? A perfect example of that? Aye. I mean, it wasn't really in my mind. On you go. Was sorry. it the black comedy one? No, no. Is that another, that's I want to hear that story. story. Like, tell me uh, this one. So years ago, uh, I get a bill when I was living with my ma, uh I get a bill through for my contact lenses and it says you owe £21 to Specsavers. If you don't pay this within 10 days, your subscription will get stopped or mm-hmm. something like that. Now, I had the cash in my wallet. i done that to my ma. Oh, <coughs> my contact lens bill came in. I better go and pay that. I'll either pay it the day or pay it tomorrow. And my ma... Just typical ma was like that. You better go and pay that. And I, maybe I was in a bad place at the time, right? But I was like, I just told you I was going to go and pay it. I, I know, but I'm just saying you better go and pay that. Well, I've got the money in my wallet, ma. So I'm going to go and pay it the day or the morrow. But see, if you don't pay that, we could get blacklisted because it would stop you from getting maybe credit cards and stuff. And I was like, what are you talking about the house getting blacklisted for? It's a £21 <laughs> contact lens bill. What the fuck are you talking about? I told you I'm going to pay it. I, I know. I know you're going to pay it, but I'm just telling you. I was like, going to stop saying that. I'm going to go and pay it. And she's like, no, because your brother got something years ago and he got blacklisted and he couldn't get anything. And I'm just saying, because bank, she started talking about bank charges. What happens if this happens? You could get a charge. It's £35 with the bank getting charged. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about £35 bank charges for? I'm going into Specsavers to pay a bill. It's got nothing to do with my bank. So, <laughs> I ended up ripping the tap off my back. We raced. 
I had like a t-shirt on and I actually ripped it off like the Hulk fucking ah! <laughs> why are you talking about RBS bank charges aye so I think that was just we've all had those though haven't we aye I mean it's just young stressed couldn't they live my life mm-hmm. but obviously I paid it they bother but there's so many occasions like that when I was younger I was in college I never felt in the proper paperwork to get the course for free ended up getting a letter through to the house saying I owed the college a thousand pounds did you need to pay it? no oh, right, I yeah. just had to go and fix the paperwork right, but yeah. in my head I'm like what's a thousand pounds your head can run away Aye. with madness but no see when people say what if or maybe that I just don't engage I think oft, a lot of times I'm being very selective with my words here and please nobody misinterpret this there are a lot of cases when people may be driven to take their lives because they are imagining that the worst case scenario has actually come to fruition I and, would in, agree. and in a lot of times it does not come to pass I totally which agree. is why it is important living in the, in the here and now I'm not saying don't be pragmatic, don't plan forward, don't, you know, plan for certain eventualities. But if you've got a problem, don't imagine the worst case scenario and then live as if that is that is definitely going to pass because often it won't or there are resolutions and there are ways to sort yeah. it. For example, imagine you get that letter through and you thought, I've not got a grand or I won't have a grand and that's going to crush me and ruin me. And, and let's just say, because you hear that shit happening, let's right. just say you took your life and it turned out all you needed to do was say to somebody and they'll go, oh, you just need to fill that form out. That's a very simplified example and I'm really whittling it down to basics and what have you, but, you know, that's a, what I feel is often a common scenario and so moral of the story is there. I, I suppose we're concluding is live more in the here and now. Yeah. And, and, and that has got its different different strains of that whether it's just enjoying today or you know no living in, in, in the mindset the worst case scenario um, we'll wrap up but got to tell me that that story what? can you share that the one where I mentioned I said that life is a black comedy and that if God is real then maybe he's just got a really twisted sense of humour right okay well I don't know if anybody else will find this funny <laughs> I need to say that if it's a bit dark, you can cut it right. <laughs> right, okay. But I find it funny looking back in hindsight. It's it's humorous to me, but with the mental health stuff and the drink problems, years and years ago, I think I might have been about twenty three or twenty four. Is when I was depressed, right? And I was at a house party, and it's when my depression was getting to a point that my pals were starting to say, "Are you all right?" Aye. Now this led me to go and get therapy and ask for help and stuff, so there's a happy ending. But right. I was at I was at a house party and I just wasn't feeling right. Something wasn't right. I wasn't present, and I was feeling suicidal. Right. Now I don't know if that was drunk, uh, drink or other things. Slipped up there. Friday. Slipped up there. But it was other things. It was just a mixture of things that I was fucked. And that night I done that. I'm going to take my life that night I'm going to kill myself now I went for this house in Bishop Briggs it was like four in the morning or something left the house and I went 
on Kirk and Tillock Road where Springburn is and I thought I'm going to throw myself in front of a bus. Now, obviously, at four in the morning there's not a bus service. You ain't the night bus coming. <laughs> <laughs> there's no a bus service on but in my moment of madness I never realised that. So I'm walking up down Springburn Road and I went for I'm going to throw myself in front of a bus to 20 minutes past to there's no buses coming, so I'll just do a taxi or something. <laughs> <laughs> but there was no taxis either, because it's fucking four in the morning. So I had this this moment of, I would say, mental illness to a moment of sobriety, thinking, what the fuck am I doing in the side of the road? Because I went for a bus to a taxi to a motor. And there was no traffic there. <laughs> no traffic came. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that was a moment, like they say, about higher powers and God and all that kind of stuff. But I was standing at the side of the road for a good, maybe an hour, I don't know, and not one car went, went past, past me. Springburn Road is quite a busy road aye. in terms of coming up to Kirk and Tillock Road. Is that uh, what you're talking about? Aye. Because obviously... The end coming for the motorway or coming for town Aye. to get there has to come that way. But see, in that moment of pure madness, to I had this moment of peace just sitting at the side of the road with no traffic. Stillness. And it, it was pure stillness. And I had a moment, uh, I better, this is it's not as bad as what I think it is. I went up to the SO garage and I ended up getting a sandwich. Because there wasn't many sandwiches left. It was like four in the morning, so I ended up getting a mad shitey breakfast roll. No, no, a breakfast roll. It was like a breakfast, all you can eat breakfast on oh, a sandwich, right? It was disgusting. egg, sausage, bacon, tomato. I think there was a hash brown on it. How did you not get a pot noodle? <laughs> I've not got a kettle. Aye, but you only stare in the corner. I've already fed it off. But I sat in the wall eating this breakfast roll and it was pure shite and I was just like oh, fucking hell man uh, it was that's, just... so there's something I'm taking as much as that is like a sort of that is black comedy or life something that's funny but it's not meant to be Aye. you're considering taking your own life but unfortunately for you there's no traffic coming by for you to <laughs> execute your plan but what I'm taking for that is this lovely notion that in the heat of the moment, you might feel a certain way and your, your emotions are heightened and they're exacerbated or increased by whatever circumstances or whatever scenario you find yourself in. But when you let that storm pass a wee bit, yeah. you start to realise that, as you say, it isn't as bad as I actually thought. Okay, bit of clarity, let's think about things. And you probably then, almost immediately... Would, would, that, would that be right in saying you would look back and go what was I thinking there yeah it just shows that I suppose that's a lesson to everybody I'm going to take that as a lesson to me whether it's uh, sadness anger you yeah. know I, I'm very quick see when I'm angry I'm very quick I've got a, an acid tongue by the way yeah I can really hurt you with my words if, if I'm angry if I feel I've been wronged or something and I've learned over time that and then midst of that anger I'm like no this is how I feel when I'm going to do this and I'm going to yeah. say this 30 minutes goes by and I'm like do you know what even in like um, I suppose a relevant example a current example is in social media somebody says something to me that I don't like yeah I'm ready like I fucking talk to you fucking 
Uh, See if I leave it a few hours, I'm like, I don't even care. I, know, I don't care. You have that emotional, instinctive reaction where you yeah. go defensive and you, you know, you want to strike back and you, you, you get protective of yourself and all that. Aye. A wee bit of goes by and I'm like, I don't care what this fucking anonymous person yeah. or, or public person says. I'm like, I, I really, it's not really worth my time. Yeah. Completely agree with you, mate. Moral story there is don't, don't act immediately on emotion. And don't get breakfast rolls for the garage and if you're gonna kill yourself do it somewhere where there's a busy road <laughs> I should probably say I'm totally fucking joking there by the way please do not do not um, do not do that um, that was a joke obviously aye, you, you know that you know that by now you've been if, if you're listening to this the chances are you've listened to a few you know I'm only kidding I've got a bit of twisted sense of humour myself sometimes um, what was the thing I said oh aye when we talked about this will be this will be discussed on another episode with another parliament dean that's coming on. But we were talking about uh, this is a black comedy. We, uh, basically, we were discussing th- this idea came about, and me and Dean have got some subjects we're going to talk about, and we get a right good laugh. Aye. But we talked about we said, um, do we think if you think God is real, and I said if he is, then maybe he's just like a really twisted teenager playing The Sims, and he's like in his room. Like that way where you when you played The Sims and you would build your, your wee guy a swimming pool. Um, and you put him in a swimming pool, but then you would take away the stairs so he couldn't get out. And he was like trapped and eventually he'd die. And you were <laughs> just saying, I was like, imagine that was kind of like God. And that's um, how he does all these mad twisted twisted things. And it would be like a hilarious compromise if between atheists and Christians or believers... If they had to be like, right, okay, God does exist, but it turns out it was him that was doing all the bad Aye. stuff all along. He was bamming us up. Aye, like, it was just a total wind-up. Stay tuned for that, because that is going to be a funny episode. This has been almost an hour of, of good patter, so wow, thanks for this. No, mate, thank you for having me on again. I hope... Uh, you better enjoy it, because this is your last. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope your viewers are no scunner with me. This will be, you'll be... I'm sure you'll, you'll be back on. Anything else you want to add before we finish up? I've got nothing else to add, really. I just want to thank you, mate, for asking me to come on. Obviously, everybody can follow me on Twitter if they want, at DarrenConnell87. Dash Mad Jagger, no, not. The Vegan Gorilla. Aye. But aye, that's it, really, mate. I just hope you have a a nice day. I hope you have a fantastic weekend, and this is, I suppose, a fantastic life, because. Thank you. If it's up to me, we will never fucking see each other again. (laughs) Goodbye.